Bitch! What? Did you understand what that? Banana, telescope, walnut. There we go. There's there's your Monty Python humor right there. Welcome to the movie theater <laughs> machine podcast. I'm your Max. And now for something completely different, starring Graham Chapman. Does that mean John Cleese, Terry Gilliam, Eric Idle, Terry Jones, Michael Palin, Carol Cleveland, Connie Booth. I got that all on one breath. Yeah, I think you kind of... Damn. Uh, kind of was like, hey, in the middle, you missed it. Yeah, kind of. Well, hey, we're the movie that Time Machine podcast. You ever heard this before? You know, we have... A podcast here, we have a time machine, we have sent the year for the movie was released, so people over here, and it really doesn't matter, what the hell was this movie anyway? I don't know if you could really consider it a movie. It didn't have a plot or anything, it was just a string okay. of uh, sketches. Yeah, you're pretty much right. Uh, I mean, that's all that it was, it wasn't trying to be anything else, so uh, if you like I'll that, turn over to Kaz and Nick, I'll see you bye. Okay, I'm Kaz. Hey, I'm Nick. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the deal. How long was that thing? An hour and a half. Oh, yay. If you want a, an hour and a half of Monty Python sketches, I guess it's a movie for you. But no plot. Nothing like that. No, this is a movie I personally believe is intended for people who may have seen the Monty Python movies, but never saw the Flying Circus show. It's didn't the on the Amazon it said it was like this was the first movie. Yeah. So. But I'd say for people who want to see it now. Oh. Yeah, people who want to see it now. Like you never saw the Flying Circus show and the flying the. They did Mo- do the dead yeah. parrot thing again. Yeah. Well, Monty Python Flying Circus lasted eleven years, and even by the own admission by the surviving members of the Monty Python troupe, um, the five members there even admitted there are three years that are good. The to- the eight rest of the years are terrible because we were drunk. Yay! And, you know, or, or there's other questions like why did we? You know, like why did you dress in drag? Because well, we like to. Because mm. we like to. Or why did we do terrible sketches? Because we were drunk. About random Hitler mustaches. Oh yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, man. And so you shall. Golden, golden wish-granting fairy Hitler? <laughs> what? Well, <laughs> bit on the background of Monty Python, I mean, this... I mean, do we, hell. Do we have any announcements to make, though? Oh, for, for the show, or...? Any sponsorship thing? Oh, no. Oh, we're good. Okay, um, but if you like our, sh- our podcast, um, I have a Zazzle page... Uh, if you look up Kaz Foxen on Zazzle, you can get, buy some movie theater time machine merchandise if you want, like, a, a little drink can cooler or keychains, uh, buttons, that kind of thing, coffee cups. Um, so that's K-A-Z-F-O-X-S-E-N. Um, and also uh, my other shop is full of cute animal stuff. A lot more stuff there. Yeah, and, um, Social media accounts, yeah, yeah list those. And if you definitely want to have us grow, eventually we're going to have to plant a tree and call it the Patreon. Tree. Yeah. Treon. Yeah. <laughs> Patreon on the wall that will go ahead and help us grow. That'll be a great, great thing. Eventually we'll have other sponsors, but certainly um, 
we will be doing what we're doing. You know, we'll still have a really great time. So, I mean, yeah, if you want to find us on social media, search us on Facebook under Movie Theater Time Machine. Under email is Movie Theater Time Machine at gmail.com. On Twitter, um, even though we don't really go on to it too much lately, or we should do it more, uh, MT Time Machine. And Bob's handling that one and, usually. Yeah. Um, you MTTM Bob, you can also find him there as well. And go ahead and talk to him and because um, there's so much going on He's this weekend. Lonely. Come yeah. on. Give him a <laughs> ring or whatever the a tweet. Give him yeah. a tweet <laughs> Um Oh, and if you like comments about stuff, uh, I have a Twitch page. So if yeah, I've been playing um, Gwent and Hearthstone uh, card games and saying stuff, funny stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, check that out. Um, Kaz Foxen on Twitch. Yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, this movie is 1972. 1972, and yeah. Yeah, uh, you were going to get into the background. Yeah. Um, uh, it's... Now that we are done... Uh, it's being all basically buy our stuff, watch yeah. our stuff, whatever. <laughs> yeah, basically the Monty Python group, I mean, it has been, it's an awesome bunch of people. I mean, there's, um, as uh, he Max basically explained, it's Graham Chapman, who is the, um, unfortunately passed away um, somewhere in the 80s, I believe. Here, How Eric, much one that is? Eric Idle who um, had a strong, strong influence and also guest starred in, um, uh, guest starred on, on uh, South Park. Terry Gillum, who's done a lot of movies what lately. What did he do on South Park? Um, he played the midget in a bikini oh. um, in very early episodes, and there was this random, uh, uh, some random newscaster. Yeah, once the Weatherman. Yeah. So he played that, and he played random different ones every once in a while because um, he just got lucky. Uh, Terry Gillum, who usually does a lot of movies and direction and random stuff now, um, is known for the guy who is the only Python to uh, not be born in, in England. He was actually born in Minnesota, but he's the guy who does all the cartoons. Where the hell did he... He sounded English to me. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, no, that's Terry Jones you're thinking of. Huh? You, you said somebody was born in Minnesota. Right, that was Terry Gillum. That's the guy who did all the cartoons. Um... I don't know. He did all the animation <laughs> for it. Uh, Terry Jones, who um, is... Oh, I'm thinking of John Cleese. Right. Um, Terry Jones, who... Um, he uh, did uh, one of the more famous sketches of his is the... Spab, 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 spab. And also playing uh, Brian's mother in the Life of Brian movie, which we did quite a while ago, almost a year to the day. Oh, yeah. yeah. So so we got that review. Here, so we got that. Uh, John Cleese, who was probably one of the more notable uh, people easily here, and followed by Michael Pollan. And funny enough, Terry Jones recently has done a... Uh, he did a Portuguese play about a fire hydrant and a wrench. What? That was to be in Lisbon, and it was a love story between a fire hydrant and a wrench. Just to see if he could write something in Portuguese, and a challenge to see if he could write a love story about two inanimate objects. I had that idea once. Yeah. I think it was like signs <laughs> along a highway, maybe. Oh, really? Something like that. <laughs> not not the Portuguese shit, but just like the yeah 
how would that go? How would you write the, a love story between those? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just, I thought that was always really funny. I remember reading that about a year ago. I'm like, that's really freaking hilarious. Uh, Michael Palin, who, uh, not to be... That was Palin. Uh, no, Palin, actually. Michael Palin is a very, very, very different person. Uh, it uh, Almost the same, actually. I uh. think Pollen's with two L's. Um, but uh, Michael Pollen, actually, uh, well, the other guy, there's a Michael Pollen who, Palin or whatever, who is a, uh, who is a chef who uh, is one of those guys who does documentaries about how the food industry is destroying your soul or whatever. Uh, so Everything is terrible. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, Graham Chapman, who was the only non-survivor, I think, um, who will be playing a more prominent role next week in the Monty Python and the Holy Grail episode. He was the one who got spilled over in the urn, right? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, that's such a fucking good bit. Um, if you look up Monty Python reunion, and it happened about... Um, Early 2000s, and it is just so damn funny. Wait, how long after was this? Like, did they have to vac up his ashes and, and yeah. take it along in a little like yeah. a little suitcase? Yeah, I think... Like, <laughs> well, reading about it, actually, I mean, nobody really knows where Graham Chapman's ashes are. Mm, the uh, earth? Yeah. The wind? <laughs> other Well, it was rumored things. that there's a mountain in Wales that he frequently climbed, that somebody spread his ashes there. Uh, there's a river that he liked to swim in. There's a rumor that people put it there. I really think that for sake of the family, I mean, I think people would have tried to find him. Mm. Similar to, um, like, the one of the rumors floating around that... Um, the uh, strawberry fields in Central Park is where where uh, John Lennon's ashes are. There are there actually strawberries there? I don't know. I've never been. Yeah. I don't know, but it's just it's rumored there. I think it might be, but you know they really don't want people going after them. And you know, Greg Chapman was alone; was a very very private person outside of everything. So, um, generally, I mean, my God, I mean, this particular quote, movie <laughs> itself is really just a trailer of everything that is good and any funny stuff. And I remember very specifically, um, you know, the majority of these sketches, um, a buddy of mine who I know is listening, Mark, um, you know, one part of the, oh gosh, I forget the name of his band, but, um, oh, Prestige Worldwide. Who, Who's band? Uh, Mark. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, one half of Prestige Worldwide, uh, you know, if you're in the Fall River area, you know where the band is. Um, he gave me a tape of Monty Python Flying Circus for my birthday in uh, sophomore year of high school, and I played that over and over and over again until that thing snapped. So <laughs> it pretty much was all the <clears throat> sketches I've seen there. Um, a lot so, of random animations, too. Were all these sketches just um, reacted from the show? Cause the Some were. The pet store, the dead parrot sketch, I was like, this looks different or am I crazy? Oh, it was definitely different. Because I, yeah. I thought it was more browns and yellows. Yeah, and it was definitely different. It was a lot closer to. and um, More it was, cozy, yeah, but this yeah. looked more like a 
Some place you'd see in Florida with it looked like a with, yeah with like aqua. Yeah, it was very it was very 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 different fish yeah. aquarium shit. Well, a lot of the it's kind of funny you say that too because a lot of these movies it was this movie itself released in uh, nineteen seventy two in the U S. but was released in seventy one in um, in in the U K. but there was a lot of problems with the UK release. What, were they offended? No, no. Um, It was released there, but it was released to theaters, only to a few theaters in London first, and people were kind of like, oh, okay, that's pretty nice. But a lot of, uh, it was released over the airwaves on BBC, Mm -hmm. but the majority of, um, the majority of TVs were still black and white. Huh. So, um, in the very beginning, you have a sketch with, um, how not to be seen, but man with tape recorder up his nose, <laughs> and that's where you see Michael Pollan go to the right side of the screen, announcing that the film was a lot shorter than expected, and saying, oh, here's a tape recorder there, but nobody could see who it was. Who it was. So it was too small? It was way too small, yeah. Okay. That nobody could really see him and nobody could make it out because there was you didn't have a brown tone, so all you saw was a big gray blob. So this was this aired there. on TV. It aired it aired on TV second in the UK, so they had a lot of problems with the UK release. Mm. So I, okay, I was mostly thinking of like I don't know movie theaters and shit. Yeah, You're right. Hence but, the movie, quote unquote. Yeah, well. Let's see what happens with a guest here. Let's try this out. <laughs> uh, let's see what we can do here. B. The... What the hell? Everybody, stand, calm down. Yeah. We have a panicked parrot flapping around in our faces, and cover your heads because you don't want to get pooped yeah, on. Jesus Christ! Ah! Parrots are not funny. It's just a repeat. It's just a mindless repeat. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, there's a lot of repeats. In yeah, this. but I mean, you know, big screen and stuff. Ah! I repeat that the dead parrot is not funny. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed, yeah. Mm, well, what's the first couple of hundred times? Yeah. First couple <laughs> hundred times you see it, it's actually, well, there's some appreciation you gotta see by seeing it in a different light, ain't that correct? No! Oh, okay. Different well. perspectives do not change the fundamental truth that dead parrots are not funny! <laughs> oh, man, see? I'm gonna enjoy this. What? Parrots are funny. <laughs> okay, yeah, I gotta show this one here. Well, well, um, yeah, maybe when you teach them to swear or something. Yeah. Oh, no shit, huh? Oh, all parrots should be forming their own opinions. Oh, that's neat. And okay. living to ripe old age of 70. 70 what? 70. Oh. Well, hang on, oh, yeah. Yeah, technically. <laughs> 
I think our cat has scared the bird. All right, all right. She won't eat you. She's yeah, stupid. No, nah, no. Nah, she's just kind of wondering what the hell's going on. Don't worry about it. She's not her. used to seeing a, a talking bird or any nah, birds or, or anything. birds at all, yeah. Besides us humans. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, someone would just do this. What's your name, actually? <laughs> oh, hey. Yeah, I don't think we could say that. Yeah. Well, so, rah, well, you're a part of the movie theater time machine. Rah, nice to talk to you. Rah. You don't have to keep saying my name. Okay, no problem. I know when you look at me. Okay, no problem, no problem. Well, you're part of the movie theater time machine. You just saw the movie. Now for something completely different. And um, since you are here now, why don't we go ahead and review the movie. And, um, you know, we'll see there. And by the way, the part of the year 2018, but we're not going to talk anything about that. Uh, so we'll do your just kind of go that through That is some... completely different. Yeah. Mm. It is. It is. <laughs> um, just like a uh, talking parrot from time. Uh, I think we'll just go through these kind of, go not through <clears throat> every single sketch, but uh, there's a total of 43 sketches, including the animations. <sighs> Uh, but you know, to really go through How every not single, to be seen. Yeah. To really go through every single one of them wouldn't really be appropriate, but I could go you through the cage. Yeah. I don't know when sees you. Yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> um That's pretty sad. Yeah. Yeah, How Not to Be Seen definitely is really funny. Uh, John John Cleese narrates is like, okay, now how not to be seen and uh, introduces people, so will you please stand up and they get shot. <laughs> here, then they learn not to get shot. They not to stand up. They don't get shot, so then they blow them up. Yeah. <laughs> and if you've never seen Monty Python before, it is absurdist humor for the sake of absurdist humor. And if you're easily offended, just shut it off. Mm. Right, well, man. I mean, yeah. it's a 1970s movie, so yeah. Uh, yeah if you're gonna, um, it's not like. I don't know how you would put it. I mean, maybe some some moments will make your modern sensibilities cringe. Maybe. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, there's a scene later. You really just With don't the me. the gay stuff and the um, yeah little yellow Chinese invader. I are they were they supposed to be like tartar for that dental commercial? It was like a tooth commercial. And, like I was like, is this a based? Is this a Based on a toothpaste commercial or something, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I remember uh, there is a there's a record that they did. I think it was just before they split up. And a contractual obligation album. Yeah, and uh, it even says right in the very beginning. They split up. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, they no have more to. dead parrots. Yeah. We don't want people thinking those are funny. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. The um, there was um, you know, right at the very beginning of it, it's like okay, this record's not meant to be produced. This record's not meant to be, not meant to be understood. Sits in the back of your collection with your Frank Sinatra albums, and uh, there's one and, and Revolution Number Nine. Yeah, there's one <laughs> song on there called "I Like Chinese," and. It's uh, what? I don't remember. Oh, it's sung by Eric Idle, and it's. I remember. Uh, I like traffic lights. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, your battery's the, gonna die. I, on the no, it's not. We're good. But the um. And uh, sit on your face and tell me that you love yeah. me. Yeah. Well, it's I like Chinese, and then my parents, um, 
at the time, I think I was still in high school, they were like, oh, you know where we haven't gone to? Uh, we haven't gone to a Chinese restaurant in a while. And I'm sitting there with all, you know, we're sitting in a Chinese restaurant, and all I did was I had that damn song in my head all the time. And I was like, I'm like, I, I'm like, oh my god, I like this, but I don't like this, but I don't know. Um, so I don't remember it at all. Much, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, so it's really funny, but the um, so there's the uh, one of the other ones they had that was really funny was the dirty Hungarian phrase book. Um, a man goes into uh, into a cigarette shop. Says, "I want to. I do not want to buy this record. It is scratched." And he's looking at a uh, an English to Hungarian, a Hungarian to English dictionary. Come to find out that somebody wrote this uh, Hungarian to English dictionary um, as a joke, but they were always. Uh, they meant to be something very different. So one of the phrases was, please fondle my buttocks, meaning to say, where is the post office? <laughs> then, Somebody got it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that was the funny, that was the funny twist at the end. Uh, one of the more uncomfortable ones was with Carol Cleveland <sighs> and Palin, the marriage guidance counselor. And I'm like, I gotta I, I get this. I gotta get this out of the way. Go ahead. Uh, I I don't know. It's just it's just kind of like after a while you might get tired of seeing uh, ladies as mere props throughout yeah. the cartoons and the sketches. Uh, kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh. I guess, yeah. and, and I'm just thinking, you know, with all the, I, I sure hope those people, you know, when they go to be doing sexy things in movies and stuff, aren't just like doing whatever it takes to get in. I, I don't know, but I just can't help but think of that, you know, like, especially with all this shit going on in Hollywood. Yeah, true, true. And I'm like, even, even I was even uncomfortable with uh, those, oh, what was Mel Brooks movies and shit. Yeah. Like a line in the producers about how producers get to feel up the showgirls and shit. It's like, no, please don't. No. Well, that's how, you know, true, yeah. Well, that's how you weren't supposed to like Max Bialy at all. No, it wasn't. It was the other guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The remake version, though. Oh, yeah. It had that musical number. I'm like, no, please, no. Yeah. No. Uh, but the the endings the ending part of the, the we guides, need more granny gangs yeah and parrot gangs the ending part of the yeah. uh, the sketch there where the, you see the sixteen tons drop on that was so random. Arthur Pewdy that's also one of the bits from the Flying Circus series um, that when they didn't know what to do or they didn't know how to be able to end it. What happened was, the, and um, John Cleese said in interviews, it felt like 16 tons were dropping on your shoulders because you had to send in a shitty sketch no matter what. Yeah. So when they didn't know what to do, they just dropped on 16 tons. <laughs> That's the way they would say, sketch over, and move on. And um, You can't do that for every one, though. Yeah, true. Sure, but one of my actually towards the end of the series, they just kept doing it. Oh, I, I guess it's one of those things. If you did it enough, it might maybe it gets funny. But oh yeah, I remember the my hovercraft is full of eels. That was from the Hungarian sketch, and I remember that from I think that was yeah. a category on TV Tropes dot com yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you did say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh man, now my one of my favorites comes from an older um, flying circus sketch was the uh, wink wink nudge nudge sketch. Lived <laughs> here with the um, Eric Idle sits next to Terry Jones asking about his wife, and he asks about subtle innuendos. Turns out he just wants to know what sex is like. Uh. <laughs> and it's from an older sketch where they they did this during the Flying Circus series. And um, where you go in and it was somebody trying to have um, basically like um, somebody who would like answer ads. And they would go to the shop in the late 60s and 70s in England where they would have ads. It's like, okay, somebody wanted kind of like a consignment shop. And they'd say, okay, but it would be like sexually innuendoed ads. So it's like, I'd like a little bit of friend, please. Like every 13-year-old boy would be laughing. They're like, I want some chest of drawers. Chest drawers. But this is just like normal stuff. He was just yeah. saying in a suggestive way. Does she like photography? Yeah. Week, week, oh, yeah, head. she like photography, does she? Yeah. <laughs> Not to confuse our cat, Nudge. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say them all. And she, she'd be like, Meh. No. <laughs> yeah. And then two of my favorite sketches out of the whole thing. Self-defense against fresh fruit. Oh, that seems kind of timely. Oh, God, so good. With all the, what, one school being like, let's arm people with rocks. Yes. Against shooters. And the other one, is that true about some school giving them little tiny batons? Yes. Oh, bat bats? Yes. That seems like an onion article. Are you sure someone didn't mistake an onion article no, for real? It, no, it is real. That is just stupid. It is real. I, I, I did that. <laughs> you you don't bring a tiny souvenir yeah. bat to a gunfight. Yeah, like, true. you don't bring a banana to a gun <laughs> twist ending. I just got to break this part down a bit here. So Spoilers. Like, try, to teach against, try to teach against how to defend yourself against fruits. So they've done all different kinds of them. It's like, okay, what? lunge at me. Why, why not a pointy stick? What if they have a pointy stick? <laughs> Nobody asked what if they have a gun, though. Oh, <laughs> well, well, so why do they do this? Lunge at me with the banana. You go ahead, disarm it, then you eat the banana, then they're helpless. <laughs> so... Crab Chapman lunges at John Cleese with the banana. He fucking shoots him. And then he hits the banana. <laughs> yes. That, that, the unexpected. I, I just am laughing hard. And I mean, you know, I've mentioned this, I haven't mentioned this in a while, but, you know, I've taught karate for years. And all that stuff is hilarious. And I used to teach. <laughs> Self-defense against random objects. <laughs> How about fresh fruit? Oh, I, God. I bet it hurt, hits harder than rotten fruit. Oh, God, it was fucking good. I'm like, what the hell did I think of all this for? Like, why? Wait, was... you wish you'd taught them defense against fresh fruit? No, but I'm like, I thought Don't of like... Don't want to choke on a beach pit. Well, I did once. Fruit. I did, like, you know, self-defense against an umbrella. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I tried to do it with a student, and he was helping me develop it. And we tried doing one strike, and as soon as I hit him, and the umbrella broke immediately. Oh. And he went, defense over with, right? I'm like, yeah, I guess we're good. He could grab the splintered ends and try to go stab you, but 
Yeah. Honestly, if you're being attacked by an umbrella, most likely it has a poison-filled needle at the tip. Yeah, true. Because I, I saw that in a show about spies. I think somebody got poisoned that way by being stabbed with a yeah. poison to some metal umbrella That's tip. true. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's true. Right here. Then there's the Hell's Grannies, which <laughs> is the old lady gangs is one of the best fucking sketches of all time. Right here. And Hell's Grannies, it's just exactly what it is. I like that their shawls were embroidered yeah. with Hell's Grannies. <laughs> and the, they run right. around causing trouble, tripping people. and Yeah. And then the Baby Snatchers, they were like a rival gang. <laughs> that beat up older people. They just snatched, they snatched adults, but they were dressed as babies. So yeah. you got that flip of expectations. Yeah, and then that made it funny. Oh, a little lady over there. I just went in the shop to pick up some things, and he was gone. He was only, he was only 48. <laughs> and the vicious keep left signs gang. Oh, that was just some signs yeah. that started that got up and started started attacking a priest. They just kind of bumped into him, and then the, then the army guy comes up and threatens people to you know yeah. don't the movie to stop being but so this is silly. getting out of hand this is rather silly don't you think rather silly uh man so there's the the kilimanjaro one which was the sir george the, head i don't know what the creepy camp thing was like what was that anyways like the creepy camp or? The, no no the whole thing with the 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 soldiers doing the everybody get is that is it based on a pun or is it just like haha gay stereotypes uh yeah i think it will yeah that just i mean is camp yeah. like being a pun for something some army term or i don't know i i don't know i think it was just a pun on formations or something or on army formations itself I don't know. Because I noticed there was one thing they did where they touched the shoulder on the side, you know, on the side, and then just got some space. And, I mean, I know that's been done there, and it's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know either. I, did, I didn't quite get it. And, I mean, you know, I'm sure 20 years ago I would have laughed, but. Like, later on, I wasn't quite sure with the, um, uh, yeah. the, the upper class twit if I was missing something. Yeah, it just really was just stupid I'm just, people. I'm just wondering how time and culture changes might influence how we perceive comedy. Yeah, true. It just say, uh, okay, these people are stupid. Are uh, farts funny? Still? Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I was never taught to laugh. I'm not good at it. That sounds pretty good. I'm crying. Oh, uh, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Look at that. The um, Kilimanjaro. Oh. Um, yeah. The Kilimanjaro one. Basically, uh, this random bit is. Um, what about the cancer spot? I didn't get that at all. I wasn't really paying. I, I okay, didn't really get that, that part. The animation is kind of creepy, but it's just sort of, you think that the story is going to be about the prince, but it's about a spot on his face that turns out to be cancer, and then it jumps off him after he dies, and then goes off and has a life, and 
then moves into racist, meets another black spot, and then they move into an apartment, and I guess they have racist neighbors who are like, the whole, the whole neighborhood's falling apart. Because they're and black. And then it literally then, does fall apart. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, um, there's several others. I mean, I'm just going to probably skip around a bit, but the uh, Kilimanjaro expedition itself, the only thing with that is that the, um, the expedition leader is Sir George Head, played by John Cleese, who keeps seeing double. Ah. And then everybody else keeps seeing double as well, um, except for, um. The new applicant. Yeah. He's acting like the doubles are real. Yeah, so and then at the very end of it, the double, you know, the double Israel is played by Eric Idle, um, who, who does actually have a twin. So um, then it just it had no confidence. And then um, to by ju- a mountaineer trying to climb the mantle. Yeah, yeah. Graham Chapman comes in with a helmet, and basically destroys the office, and that was really it. Um, the, oh. I'm pretty sure girls in bikinis, nobody would be smiling and looking sexy at a creepy, leering guy making panting noises or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, that that part's kind of like, ugh, but then the the payoff at the end is, uh, Cleese in a bikini. Now for something completely different. (laughs) And just to get into the phrasing with it, too, I read it, and now for something completely different is a direct pull from a British TV show um, that was there. It was called Blue Peter. It sounds obscene. And, no. Um, it sounds like a disease. The presenter is a guy named Christopher Chase, uh, Trace, excuse me, who he would go ahead and use that phrase to go from sketch to sketch in a very serious manner. Not for something completely different this as uh, you know because in order to thread the show together so then uh john cleese liked that idea and decided to do it instead of doing something completely straight he would do something similar but then he would have it in random places so uh where it would be the desk and water or be the desk somewhere else usually or in the show every once in a while the desk would be on propellers floating somewhere and it would float into the scene and go and now for something completely different and that was also just to bring that all together. Um, there's a great one, The Flasher, <laughs> that's just fucking hilarious. You just, your mind keeps going. What is he really showing them? Because yeah. you know he's not really flashing them. And it yeah. turns out he has his clothes on and it's a sign that says, boo. <laughs> uh, there's uh, the musical Mice, which was just fucking horrible. Uh, but funny in the end. Um, oh, that the thing with the dancing teeth, that is fucking scary animation. Yeah, Conrad like, poos in his day, oh yeah. Oh god, I mean, I couldn't look directly at it, it was so, it was like old-timey scary face thing, like, uh, what was, I don't know, that, yeah. eh, that too many teeth, and, and they're all, and it's all scary looking and bright pink with red lips and like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that yeah, that was really just a lot of this. You just got to look at that the um, you know, and I remember when we were studying it back when we were in uh, comedy school. We were in a sketch class um, with uh, the professor, and I wish I could remember his name off the top of my head, but um, I have him somewhere on Twitter, so I'll reach out to him if he has any advice. 
But um, a lot of these sketches, the Python sketches were famous. They bled into each other. And, you know, you had others, so, like, you had the seduced milkman, which, that one's really funny, with a milkman who gets gets seduced, and this lady... She didn't even talk, did she? No. That's kind of creepy. Yeah, this lady who... Don't don't, don't No, no, not sorry to you, I just mean, I don't mean to be all, like, I'm offended in PC, I'm offended by everything or anything, it's just, I don't know, just something that kind of nagged me throughout It's just your observation. That's a little I mean, technically, the pile of milkmen, you might want to say they were they were objectified, but she didn't even have any lines. Well, they didn't have any lines either. It was kind of funny seeing a pile yeah. of milkmen. Yeah. Here, like a horrible the, dystopia might yeah. form where they would... And then it goes into... Some of them are really old. Yeah, he was right. somebody writing a letter, and... Oh, then he writes the funniest joke in the world? Yeah. Ah, yeah, that's what you're getting at. Yeah. This, the, the sketches all bleed into each other, and, um, you know, some might stop right in the middle, and then the punchline will be three sketches down from the first one. <laughs> really? Like, which one was that? Um, no, 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 none in particular here. But uh, that, that would be something in the show, like the Spanish Inquisition. Like, would TV tropes cause a brick joke, I think? Probably, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, so, I mean, that would be here, like, the, the one that we know in the in Flying Circus is the Spanish Inquisition joke. <laughs> so, they really break in, like, no one expects the Spanish Inquisition, and they keep getting interrupted. And there was the Spanish Inquisition at the very beginning of that episode, and at the very end, it's, no one expects the Spanish Inquisition, and then, you know, it goes I to the didn't. end, and it cuts <laughs> completely. <laughs> uh, the uh, the funniest joke in the world, Ernest Scribbler, who's played by Palin dies when he creates the funniest joke ever. His mom dies laughing, and then during the Second World War, they translate it, and then they tell it to Germans, and it, it's a <laughs> devastating weapon and helps them win the fucking war. Kind of reminded me of that episode of Family Guy where they go on a quest for the funniest joke. That's what I thought. Did, did they reference that? They, they I edit- think so, yeah. Or maybe just the idea of dying laughing. I think so, yeah. Then yeah. again, that would be kind of an obvious die laughing thing. I don't know. Yeah. I think anyone could independently arrive at a conclusion like that. And wow, that just totally makes comedy sound unfunny. <laughs> True, yeah. True. Then, skipping a bit here, I mean, obviously, there's the dead parrot. Um, oh. But there's a um, the Venus, the dancing Venus, which is one I totally forgot about. <laughs> And you see Bocelli's Venus, which, you know, if you're a fan of The Simpsons, uh, there's the great line of, Have you seen a naked chick in a clam before? Yeah, Homer. <laughs> hey, Homer, what's the matter? <laughs> I don't know what any of this is. Uh, but Future the, stuff, don't worry about it. Uh, the camera pulls out, and then a hand twists the nipple like it's like a radio knob, what? and it starts playing different music. And the Venus, uh, the lady in the Venus, starts dancing. I don't remember <laughs> a nipple thing, twisting uh, thing. No, that's but... how the music changed, and then it started uh. dancing on its own. And then you hear that's just funny. <laughs> I uh, can't right off guard. That's when um, I think then they have show the little pi- the picture um, as like a cutout in a fish tank, and then that's where they transition to another to the dead parrot sketch. Yeah, she, she, she offend the parrot. Uh, 
Oh, don't yeah. anger the parrot. Yeah. I don't know if they can peck your eyes out with that kind of beak, but they could probably work it in there and it would be terrible. And, and they'd go up your nose, kind of like that sketch with the guy with the radio up his nose. Yeah. The fuck was that? Yeah. yeah. Whatever. I think that's what you're supposed to say, right? Really. I, I think they, they might have borrowed South Park's manatees for. Day. <laughs> but back the in time. Family Guy's manatees? The, the, yeah. Well, South Park. Yeah. yeah. The manatees. <laughs> That they joke that Family Guy used, so you know what I mean. You think that's bad? Here's a radio up some guy's nose, and he's playing it with his finger. You remember when I went ahead and was a lumberjack and talked about things that were now offensive fifty years later? <laughs> uh, the uh, you know the lumberjack that ends up being a crossdresser. Mm. <laughs> I remember that being funnier years ago, but it's just, it's. The delivery, the the delivery of it's funny, I guess. I think it's uh, because it defies expectations. True, true. It just it's their Palin's delivery of it's pretty good. Um, the dirty fork, which was just I was waiting for a him little to too long. Stab himself with it because I had a. I think I've yeah. seen that before, and I'm like, oh god, this is gonna is this? Yeah, nah, I don't want to see that exactly. True. Yeah. Cringy. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree. They just like it kind of just went too, too, too long. Yeah, not not um, cringy like uh, social sensibility. I mean, cringy like you know if you see something kind of too yeah. not cartoony enough violence. Yeah, and it's like nah, ow. True. Yeah. It, um, and here and then you know, but it got to the point where they had the, the they had a title card come in. It says, and now the punchline. Here, well, it's a good thing I didn't tell him about the dirty knife. <laughs> it's like, all right, and um, several other things that are just kind of random. I mean, there's a bank robber sketch with uh, John Cleese playing a bank robber. I thought with the oh, and the in the lingerie store. Oh yeah, and then he just was like, "Okay, give me the underpants." Yeah, <laughs> and then people falling out of high buildings. I thought the I thought they were implying they were killing themselves, and and the humor was that these people watching them fall out the window are inappropriately kind of not taking bets, but being all like, "Oh no, it was this guy or that guy or whoever." Oh, you want to bet? Come on, come on, do it, do it. Yeah. Actually, I think they were, but they didn't say jump out of buildings. They said fall out of buildings. Yeah. As if it just... And they had that guy who was just like, I worked... Oh, the angry letter writer who yeah. said that I worked I've in I've worked in all my life. And I never fell out of a building before. But, but that's because I can fly. Walnuts! Volcanoes! Something completely different there. See, I did it. I can be funny too. All right, I think on the sake of time, I think we're just going to go ahead and put you on back now. I will see myself out. Okay. See you later. That's a bit rude of you. Uh, Are we running running late? No, no, no. I think we're... It was your eardrums hurt, didn't it? Yeah. Oh. I think for the sake of time that we're actually recording this, I just wanted to have sake with our neighbors, too, to explain why a parrot went through Ah. Um, so it's there. I, I'm sorry. It was yeah. It was a bit rude, but you you gotta go write a letter and oh wait, you can't back to the future. Back to the future letter sending only works one way. 
But um, oh, what was? Oh, damn it! There was. Oh, I like the blackmail sketch. That was funny. Yeah. Um. The. Oh yeah. If, if blackmail was a game show where they start revealing information <laughs> and you have to call in and pay, just to, we don't judge. We just want your money. Yeah. <laughs> to get them to stop doing it. Go ahead, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, before that one, actually, a perfect bleed into the. Uh, from one sketch to another, is you had a um, an employment officer talking to an accountant oh, the, who's uh, been a dull person. The the job counselor. What yeah. job are you suited to? And yeah, and the accountant is all like, I, "But I want to be a lion tamer. I have a hat. It lights up. It has my <laughs> name on it. It says lion tamer. That way, the lions can see it and know, or or everyone can know that I'm a lion tamer even at night. <laughs> Neon you red do letters. Later. You can do it later. Of course, you can count it as a tax deduction in the paragraph three three five. And I I like how he, the other guy turns around like a PSA of the uh, you know this is what accounting does to people. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is what accounting does all, to people here. All I oh. wanted to be is, is to be famous, and then I guess he goes through a costume change, and then he's the host of yeah. the blackmail game and show. so you shall. Oh, yeah, that was the weird golden, like, golden Hitler fairy. <laughs> I, I don't know. It was just like, you know, one of them dressed up like a golden fairy with a wand and gorgeous hair and, yeah. uh, like... Man, those were golden-ass locks, man. A hair, a little spirally, curly, really cool. And and a Hitler mustache for... Not, not explained, just... There. Maybe a relative of that guy who wears the weird cloth on his head. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's his night yeah. or day job or whatever. He moonlights yeah. his... Oh yeah, and I think yeah, the, the those, Hitler fairy. Yeah, those dudes that usually they had a towel, <laughs> they had a um, they looked like they had a diaper on their head, and they yeah, had those, a little Hitler mustache and they, thing. And yeah, and they do the old, and they had glasses and do like a like the Hello. old guy voice that Bob does sometimes. Hello, yeah, that's where he got it from, I think. Oh yeah, <laughs> hello and welcome to the show. And the, yeah, those were the five. That's how they would introduce the sketches, or they would do random stuff, or um. Those, those. I just call them uh, <laughs> yeah. diaper Hitler. Yeah, they they were just bizarre. They would show up in random places. Like there's one sketch where they showed up. At, they showed up in an operating room, <laughs> and it turned out Graham Chapman was a doctor, and it turned out he was one of them. Oh. He's like nurse towel. Oh my a towel god! Towel in his head, and he goes. I'm going to operate. Oh my god! You know what would be funny if the nurse turned out to be one of them too, and everybody. It would be like that Twilight Zone thing with the pig people, <laughs> <laughs> and they were just going to turn everybody into yeah. diaper like, Hitlers. <laughs> I'm going to operate. Operate. Oh, that was funny. That was great sketch. Those are great sketches. Mm-hmm. Um, in general, I think. Um, Monty Python. I really think in sketch form, I don't. Well, you can't really redo this. I mean, this is. This is a sketch. This is a sketch movie. This is this is the the greatest hits of Flying Circus. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, your mileage may vary. Yeah. You can't redo this. I would really say, you know, just go check out Flying Circus. You can check this out itself. Um, if you've never seen any Monty Python movies at all, 
just really check out and check out any others and uh, you know check out the movies first then check this out or you can do is look up something like Mon- um, Monty Python Flying Circus uh, volumes one two and three and you'll pretty much see the same stuff I still want to know if the toothpaste was a spoof of something. It was like a toothpaste ad, except for fighting Tartar. They were fighting <laughs> communism, and yeah. there was like a Uncle Sam, and um, um, uh, I think they were making fun of like paranoid racist stuff, but you know, yeah. with racist caricature things, maybe yeah. I, I don't know, man. So if you're offended by that kind of shit, that might be awkward for you. To- mm. To watch it but um i don't know <laughs> let's just look away and whistle awkwardly yeah but okay um would i don't know if you would consider the humor in this random yeah. or because i think there is a pattern to where your expectations go and then they turn them on their head yeah like i mean the, yeah like the whole the lumberjack thing the well, I mean, she kind of, you don't think of a lumberjack being into pressing flowers and wearing ladies' clothes and stuff. So that's where that, and even they must, that is where the expectations are subverted. And, you know, you got the, his wife being all like, and I thought you were manly or macho or whatever, I don't know. Yeah. And, or, let's see. I the, thought you were butch. Oh, yeah, wait. <laughs> yeah. That just makes me think of lesbians, so yeah. Mm. time oh or i don't i don't know if um hmm. i had other examples like the whole exaggerated response to the dirty fork thing yeah you would expect okay yes um here i will replace your fork not so i guess there isn't at first it may appear kind of random but maybe there isn't a randomness because it's just all right what do you expect let's do the opposite or something yeah or maybe the opposite of what you expect the opposite and also there's just really beautiful (laughs) things to keep it going and i mean if you and i watched a lot of flying circus for you know in high school a lot um quite a bit and um the flying circus shows were about um 20 to 30 minutes in its own right and you know it just kind of beat you over the head and you either laughed or you didn't laugh at it and it really didn't care what you did but i mean the these what i like about this particular movie is that it gave you moments of what the fuck you know for a carriage yeah people yeah for a few moments and just kind of like wait hold on a second and it just kind of took you out for a brief moment and then let you right back into it so that way your attention just kept getting subverted um with even just random things or uh like the guy who reported that his uh his wallet was stolen like you want to go back to my place <laughs> okay that's a sketch <laughs> and, uh, da, 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 da. um yeah like uh okay yeah, and then you just kind of just shrug your shoulders and just move on. Is he just doing, like, oh, gay stuff, haha, or is that just, like... It was just yeah. a subversion oh. of expectations, like... like what I, did, my, yeah. I did like that the, the jerk, the cartoon, that jerk guy who was pushing around a baby carriage, you know, the old-timey pram things that have the shade and they look kind of like Pac-Man... And and then every time an old lady would be like, oh, look at the, you know, want to look at the baby, would eat him. 
And that guy knew it. He was a jerk. And I'm glad that some lady shouted at him. Like, no, you're not going to do this again. So was she God? Because yeah. that, that was cool. And then turned the baby carriage around and made it eat him. Because he had it coming. He was a jerk. Uh, what was yeah. in that baby carriage? Guts? Yeah. <laughs> and then there was the... A um, monster baby? Yeah. And then, the, you know, the pulling off of the David, which was... Oh, yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Hey, we're not going to have this schmuck on TV. It, it was like a hand, a really, really long cartoon hand reaching. And, and, and then I just noticed the, you know, how everything feels more right when you do things the same the first two times, and then the last time is when you just subvert expectations. Right, yeah. The hand was trying to remove the fig leaf, but then when it finally gets the the leaf comes off then it's like i don't know was that whose face was that um i want to say it was like it was too late for it but i want to say it was someone like a margaret thatcher type mm. it might have been somebody who was head of the censor groups who might have bitched about them or Maybe, something and they're like okay yeah they're like okay you complained about us okay the we're funny- just gonna draw you <laughs> on an episode <laughs> Well, I don't know. It was like, it was a photo, one of the creepy yeah. uh, photo thingies. But, oh, man, the weird thing now is, man, when we went to Italy for our honeymoon, it was like, you could find David's dong all over that place. <laughs> well, I mean, not everywhere, but they, they in Italy itself, they would sell it on bike shorts. Yeah. Or an apron or something. Or a postcard with sunglasses superimposed on it and a smiley face. So his dick is a nose. He has nose dick. Was that what it was? <laughs> I do remember that. Wow. I, I remember, I remember. Like I think photo. we were in front of the Michelangelo uh, Museum. Yeah. And um, I, we, I told her, yeah, I'm like, you were going to take a picture. And I told our tour manager, Heather, I'm like, can you just stand in the road like we're going to take a picture of you? Because we want to take a picture of that. <laughs> Because no one's going to believe that. And she's like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Or the shorts. The shorts. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, sure, okay. Then she just stood in the road for a second. I'm like, okay, fine. I don't know what city that was. That was in Florence. Yeah, so if you're in Florence, pick up some um, dick shorts, I guess. Or a postcard. Hey, you dick shorts. (laughs) Hi, you dick nose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. then again, I don't know if that was cool back in the 70s. So maybe yeah. it's a time thing. Maybe it's a culture thing. Who knows? But yeah. Like upper class twit sketch. I mean, it's kind of funny because I guess you know the vague archetype. Maybe not archetype. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm sure we could all want to hate on um, rich idiot dudes who are young and rich and stupid but i i just kind of wondered if that was some kind of cultural thing like why it okay they had to run a race doing various things and the last thing is to shoot themselves with a gun and i'm like i'm confused did some like famous rich idiot shoot himself or something or is this a reference to something or is it that if they don't do it, they're too stupid to do it, or if they and then if they do do it, they are stupid because they're gonna kill themselves? Or I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know if I was missing something. It it did get lost. I just took it as you know, okay, let's these are dumbasses. 
Um, these are dumbasses. I'm really, really, really trying to refrain from making an obvious dumb upper-class idiot joke, <laughs> um, which I will say when the microphone is off. <laughs> uh, Careful, you don't want a, a pussy grab moment there. <laughs> well, not him, his son. I think you just pretty much made the joke yeah, for people. Yeah. You just put the joke together yourself, which I call an Ikea joke. <laughs> I give you the parts, I... Secretly can't figure out how to make them go together, so I just leave it up to you. Because it's all there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> I was kind of thinking that, too. It's a weird, 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 weird situation. But it seems so. delightfully English. I don't know. Yeah. It's a weird situation. But honestly, I... um. I don't know, I just found it like, oh, stupid people, okay, they do that, okay, they drive a little later, they wake up the neighbor. Um, it did briefly say in the notes that it was inspired, uh, part of it was inspired by John Cleese having uh, neighbors who were just, you know, idiots that would keep him up, So, uh. which was part of the course of wake up the neighbor, um, that would be like that, and then one of them ran themselves over, so... <laughs> I thought maybe uh, it was an English stereotype yeah, or something. Yeah, I took it as maybe, you know, not thinking of it, probably John Cleese just wondering what his neighbors would do, and maybe the Olympics was on at the time, you know, and, oh, okay, let's do this, and, um, then again, you know, the way they wrote the sketches was just, like, they would look at the world and go, okay, let's try something, or... I firmly believe that they just had, you know, phrases and things on a dartboard and just saw <laughs> what happened. Yeah, or just saw Manatee what it just through. Um, uh, well, then um, again, I'm not so sure because you take the expectation and you subvert it. So that's yeah. not as random as a manatee. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was the random ideas and that and just start to see, just create some absurdity in the world. Um, I think it was just really, they're, they are gifted. So... Um, next week... Will we be able to find it? Because we had a hitch in our plans, remember? Yeah, we'll, um, we'll get to it somehow. Okay. Um, Good. next week we have Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Ooh, okay. Probably the funniest religious movie of all fucking time. What about Life of Brian? Oh, I think, Oops, I think it's... Nipple chips. I think it's funnier than that. I think there was a joke uh, about that in the... Yeah. In, Witcher three, the yeah. blood and wine. I think it's funny. I think it's funnier than that one though, huh. uh, in my opinion. So yeah, that's really that one. Clip it's clop clip clop. Yeah. So if you, you don't have, have coconuts to do that. Yeah. So if you have it where it's a rerun on a budget, or if you run low on a budget and you have to create an entire movie and then create a, uh, you have an A plot, a B plot, and then you create a C plot because you ran out of money in the middle of it. This is the movie for you. <laughs> so next week... I don't think that's really a plot so much as a random ending. No. No, they it is. They weren't being pursued by the police. No, it's part of, the, it's part of it because... A part of it. Mm, it's part <laughs> of it. Ow! I like <laughs> David Pumpkins. That was yeah. funny. Yeah. It's a part of it because what they do is they had a... Um, they ran out of money, so they had to write in the they had to write in the ending and the parts that went along with it, in the end because they had no more money with it. Mm. So uh, that's what next week uh, we continue, Monty Python month, and we have there. So we have the, yeah, 
Monty Python, the Holy Grail, next week. Full, full, too bad there's not enough days to do a full Monty oh, Python. God. Dick shorts. <laughs> End on dick shorts. <laughs> on what? End on dick shorts.